0: Love Talk Radio. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Say It Loud, I'm a Woman and I'm Proud. My guest today is Rosalind Medcalf. She will be promoting her new book and telling us a little bit about it, Smoking Out the Shadows. Excellent book, true story, and we're going to get more into that. We'll be right back in a couple minutes. Thank you. Yes, that's my brother's music, Steve Williams, our theme music, and I am back with Say It Loud, I'm a Woman, and I'm Proud, your host, Wanda Williams. I am here with the lovely Rosalind Metcalf, author. Hi, Rosalind.
1: Hi, Wanda. How are you?
0: Good, good. How are you doing?
1: (laughs) I'm doing good. Thanks for having me.
0: Oh, you are so welcome. You're always such a happy person. Every time you're always smiling and laughing. Um, <laughs> but you you are a accomplished author, so I have to give you kudos for that. I have to do a, give you a clap. Thank
1: you.
0: you know, I admire authors <laughs> because I don't have the patience. I would never have the patience to, to write all that. And um, your book has been pretty hot uh, lately. You're having an event also, so tell us a little bit about that. So
1: on um, August the 27th, Sunday, at 4 p.m., I'll be having a big book launch ceremony from, um, I mean, it's going to be downtown Milwaukee at the Historical Pabst Brewery. And I'm just so excited mm-hmm. about it. It's, it's not the typical book signing. Um, we'll have a program, guest speakers. We'll also have people uh, from the community that would, kind of fall under the category of being high risk so that they can really just see my testimony, my ministry, not so much as uh, going into the actual book itself, but just knowing all the different trials and tribulations that I've been brought through and that, you know, God still allowed doors to be open for me.
0: So just, you know,
1: give them hope and just kind of speak life into their life and I'm just so excited.
0: (laughs) I know, I know. It's going to be just awesome. I'm going to start with your journey. This has been a journey for you, and I'm going to start Mm -hmm. at the age of 15 with you. Tell me what happened. And we have some callers uh, on, and they would like to know, too, how did this, this horrible ordeal start for you at the age of 15? Just give us a little bit of that.
1: Okay, so um, there was uh, a few events that had taken place prior to me being kidnapped, and um, those events, through those events, I kind of um, started teaching myself uh, this very unhealthy pattern of of keeping secrets. And um, so, you know, I just held things in, and I didn't say anything, and which I do believe that if I had said things prior to being kidnapped, that wouldn't have never taken place. Um, but, you know, nevertheless, I was afraid and ashamed, and, and, and I held the, the events on the inside. And one day I got off the school bus and I was walking home, and um, the predator follows me. He jumps out of his vehicle and um, basically kind of forces me into his car so to speak, and um, from that moment forward, um, I just couldn't get away from him. You know, it was an extremely abusive relationship, mentally, physically, sexually. Uh, It was a lot of fear and, you know, like I said before, shame, and just feeling like I did something to cause it, Um, and, you know, so I, I continued with this, on this silent path of of not talking about things, and um, you know, so that's that's what happened.
0: So when this person put you in in the car, how uh, how long were you missing? And just a little bit of what happened to you, um, you know? Did he say my name is such and such? And this is not to be funny, but this is my mm-hmm. name. Um, I'm taking where where are you take. We were like, where are you taking me? And this what city did this happen in?
1: Well, this happened in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, and I knew knew his name. Um, Prior to that day, I actually uh, attempted to fill out an application um, at his business um, to work Mm -hmm. to register. Mm -hmm. He had a um, cell phone store, and um, that day he actually raped me. Well, that night he raped me, and um, he dropped me off the next day, and I was so happy that I was being um, released you know, I allowed him to drop me off at home, you know, not thinking like, you know, he may come back and do something else to me. You know, I just wanted to get back home to my family. And, um, you know, and I like I said, I was afraid that if I told anybody what happened, you know, not that they wouldn't believe me, but that, um, you know, it would be they would look at me as if I did something to cause it, you know, so that shame and guilt and fear and all of that kicked in and and I just didn't want to say anything so I didn't and a week later is when he kidnapped me and um you know that moment was it was it was horrifying because um I've never been uh physically disciplined um you know like I tell people all the time um for the most part I come from a pretty well put together family everybody has their issues but um you know, overall, you know it, it was pretty good. My father was in the military. My mom's a school teacher um I got doctors and professors and all type of people in my family. so that was literally going from one extreme to the next to to be in a household where nobody's screaming and cursing to a person um you know just yelling and and calling you names and you know swinging at you, you know all of these different things um you know I truly verbally I really can't even explain what that was like you know um mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. there's no words to really describe it uh, i thank god for the um for him to allow me to to put it on paper uh it was mm-hmm. much easier <laughs> um, yeah of
0: course of course yeah uh, so there was physical and verbal abuse and is that something mm-hmm. you were used to you you were used to, or you weren't you? This was something new to you correct mhm- okay and um, did he tie you up um Uh, you couldn't leave or uh, he locked the door. Because to be honest with you, I've heard women that are married have been in situations where uh, their husbands will leave them at home and they're abusive and they control them and take the car and lock the door from the outside where they can't get out, make sure the windows Mm -hmm. are nailed shut, and keep the women inside. And these are their wives. You were 15 years old, so what was going through your head that – Wow. I mean, did he lock the door? Was he with you twenty four well, seven?
1: He he did not um lock the doors per se. I mean he locked them but it wasn't like you know, um, I was you know, the doors was nailed shut. I could have unlocked the door, okay? But um, you know, it's so important that this is let me rewind a little bit. So Go ahead. this is one of the reasons why I talk about um, a crime like this and you know any form of abuse um, whether it's domestic violence uh, sexual abuse uh, sex trafficking and anything like that the reason it happens in plain sight and and people are not able to detect it uh, especially if there's no you know if you don't come in contact with this person they got a huge black eye or broken bones um, it's mm-hmm. it, Goes overlooked very easily because a lot of people, you know, they want to put it in this box of what it looks like. And the reality is, it can look like all different types of things, you know. Um, and and most of the time, the 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 main thing is the fear. You know, um, uh, I, I use this this story for people quite often. You know, think back when you were younger, and you would say, like, you know, if a dog ran up on me, I would take off running. I would do this and do that. And but the reality is if you walked out your door and it's a huge pit bull standing right there, you're gonna go into shock. You're gonna freeze. Mm-hmm. You're gonna feel mm-hmm. like you can't get away. And if you do start to run, he's gonna leap right onto your back. You understand? So it's like you know, when you come into um when you come in contact with a predator that mm-hmm. has mastered manipulating and and, and um abusing people you know you kind of in shock you really don't know what to do and even if certain thoughts cross your mind of uh you know things that you possibly could do the fear of of the um the pain that he's been inflicting upon you increasing you don't want mm-hmm. that you you know mm-hmm. what i mean so from the moment that he <clears throat> that he got me in his vehicle and he's screaming, and he's driving crazy, and I'm thinking he's going to drive off the road and just kill us both. And um, he starts beating me, and, and there's many other things, but I'm going to let the readers read it in the book. But, okay. you know, um, uh-huh. he did numerous of things, you know, and, and including the, the verbal part of it where he's saying, if you run from me again, I'm going to kill you. I'm gonna kill your right. family. I know where to find you. You know all the things that he did, leading up to those words said he's gonna actually do this. you know, and you believe and, and
0: it. you honestly believe oh, it yeah, yeah,
1: I believed it, it, it oh totally. Okay. I had no reason not to believe it
0: right and and i and I understand that one thousand percent, so were you able to watch t v Did you see any bulletins saying that? Um, a 15-year-old child is missing, Um, we're looking for her. You know how they do it, Uh, please come home. Mm -hmm. Uh, We want you to be safe. We see them all the time on the news. Were you looking for that type of coverage or did you ever see that type of coverage? (sighs) Well,
1: so what we have to keep in mind now, I was 15 and I'm 36 now. So a lot of the things that they have now, you know, to alert the the um you know the public they didn't really have that then right and and also right. the the fact that we have so many people speaking out about things now it 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 when something goes on when a kid instantly they think of maybe this happened maybe that happened well back then because this was a conversation that nobody talked about even though it was happening.
0: <laughs> but yeah. no
1: one talked about it and, and I don't think it was just so much because of secrecy but just the the lack of um knowledge about it. You know, people really didn't mm-hmm. know what to what it was and then it was so much shame. So um you know quite naturally with it being such a huge gap in the timing, um, no it wasn't you know, uh, you know, like a amber alert or anything like that for right. me. Um however exactly once Once I was able to um he trusted that he put enough fear in me so that I can go back out into the community and I would not run from him, I did know that my parents put out a missing person's report for me um mm-hmm. however, it got to a place where I had endured so much and and the response that I received um just from the community and different people that I came in contact, the way they looked at me, you know, the um, the awful things that they that they said about me, or within distance for me to hear it, or you you know things like that, I, it it made me it made me view them almost the way I viewed him. You know,
0: right. Because you were, you were victimized again when you came back home. Exactly. Now, I want to know that transition because you did get away. We, we don't want to give it all away, but you did get away and you right. came back home mm-hmm. and um, um uh, you saw your family. And I'm just going to ask this when they saw you being gone for two weeks. Um, did they call the police? Did they? Uh, they were like happy to see you. Where baby? My baby is back. Where have you been? I mean, <laughs> who have you been with? Well, How did you eat? How did you? Where did you sleep? And and just being, you know, grilled. You know, where mm-hmm. were we 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 were so worried. Did you get all those emotions? Or was it like, oh, welcome home. Oh, well, I guess you finally made it back in, huh? Uh, you about uh, <laughs> two weeks too late. Yeah, you missed your curfew. It was, it was I mean, all of that. What? It was
1: all of that. <laughs>
0: okay. Yeah,
1: it was. You know, was you supposed to be back that, here though. You um, supposed to go at nine o'clock.
0: What happened?
1: You know. So. Right. Um, yep. It was. Well, see. Okay. Prior to me being kidnapped, like I explained, there was a series of different events that you know caused me to withdraw, to um, isolate. Um, you know i I kind of certain things had happened and and it it kind of messed up my memory, so to speak, um so I wasn't retaining as much information in school, so I was kind of falling off in school and um
0: mm-hmm.
1: I was halfway in that fight or flight mode, so i was I was yeah. having some issues with some of my peers. So there was different things. I mean, it was teenage stuff, no doubt, you know. It wasn't right, nothing right. to that degree. It was teenage stuff, but it was things that was already happening that also, you know, that I am fully aware. Um, it it kind of fed the thought to my family and friends that, you know, she just wanted to run away or she just wanted right. to be thrown. Or, you know, so, you know, um, which there there were other things that, definitely signaled there's something wrong, you know, but that's Mm -hmm. how come I like to go, you know, it's no judging. And, you know, um, when I speak to people, I always talk about how, you know, I'm not upset with nobody, not even the person, Mm -hmm. the man that victimized me like that. Mm -hmm. Um, I understand Mm -hmm. that, you know, people go through things and there's always a series of events that leads up to something before a person comes to their final conclusion, even though it may Mm -hmm. be wrong. You know, um, they're just going off of the things that they know for a fact, you know, and they don't know the unseen or the untalked about. So, you know, they assume. But like I said, when I go out and I I talk to people and I'm teaching, and you know, just through my own experiences, I'm working on them to not assume. Because when people experience trauma, those are the moments that they're not going to talk about it. You know, um, like I said before There's no words to describe it And here it is, you know, all of these years later And I still stumble on trying to find the right words So think of a 15-year-old kid That has never been physically disciplined Has never been, you know, yelled and cursed at To have experienced something like that How do I explain that? That's something that the average adult couldn't endure You understand? So it's like I couldn't You know, I couldn't, but that's not even, this is more so, this is more so about the people right now who is silently suffering. Me sharing my story, me going out talking to people and stuff. It isn't about, it's not about me at all. You know, I thank God that he allowed me to go through these things in such a way that I was able to come out on the other side and be a voice for the people Who's lost their voice, or who who wasn't able to survive? I saw people. One time I was out of town. I'm gonna just tell this quick story. But I was out of town one oh, yeah. time, um, in New Orleans, and it was a young lady. She was 17 years old, and it was her and another girl. And I'm I'm not sure how old the other girl was, but they were close in age, very young girls. And um, they was down there working <laughs> a strip club, and you know, prostituting. Um, mm-hmm. Well, I don't know if they was prostituting. They could have been being trafficked, but, you know, they were okay. doing all of these things. And um, some guys left their room. Um, the girlfriend actually took the boy necklace. But the 17-year-old girl didn't notice. She had no idea. So she's standing outside, and it's like a big old celebration out there. I wonder if there was a um, bayou was going on or something like that. So she's standing Mm -hmm. outside and just having a real good time, and the guys come up, and she's really friendly to him. so you know she don't know anything that happened. And um, he's like, I left something in your room. I need to get it. And she's like, sure, come on up here with me. I'll take you to get it. You know, just like a little kid bouncing around, having a good time. She takes him up to the room, and he's looking for his necklace. He can't find it. He asks her about it. She don't know about it. He blows the baby head off. Oh, my Lord. As if that oh. wasn't bad enough, as if that wasn't bad enough. Now, this young lady, this, this, this baby, she was from Memphis, Tennessee, and as if that wasn't bad enough, the hotel continued checking people in. People continued, you know, using the computer in the, in the lobby as the, um, the ambulance rolled her body out. With the white blanket and blood splattered all over it, as they rolled this oh. body, the baby body out through the main lobby, and nobody seemed to be bothered.
0: Oh. Those are the
1: people that I want to talk for. I want to mm-hmm. talk, also not for those that 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 wasn't able to make it out, but to try to prevent this from happening to somebody else's baby. And who knows, mm-hmm. her family was probably thinking, you know, she just made this awful left turn, and she was all of this. And and really, she was a kid that somebody mm-hmm. had done something to, oh. and her life was snatched before she could speak about it, you know?
0: hmm Yes, it's I do, and you, you mentioned something there. Like that. Right there and I don't mean to interrupt you, um, uh, mm-hmm. Rosalind. Um, what is the difference between human trafficking and prostitution? Because you said I don't know if she was a pro- or prostitution or if she was in human trafficking. So, what is mm-hmm. the difference? Because I, I, I'm, I was like, well, is this a new word for prostitution? Human trafficking. What, what are the differences between human trafficking, which I know it deals Mm -hmm. with children or people, and prostitution.
1: So, well, let's say this. Any age, any race, any size can be trafficked. Being trafficked means that you are being um, forced through fraud, coercion, or manipulation. Somebody is making you do this, and it's not something that you're choosing to do. Um, Prostituting would be you're making... A conscious decision for yourself for whatever reason you know I mean, I know people that did it to go to school, um you know, maybe they just went through a breakup and they was used to two incomes, and now they got one, and they're trying to you know maintain what they had with the two incomes um you know for all different reasons, people do it um and and that's the choice that they're making, so they're choosing to prostitute, and there's nobody that's forcing them to do it, and if they choose to stop. They can stop, and with with being trafficked, you don't have any choice. Someone is making this choice for you, and and those are the, the differences. And, and like I said, I I want to be clear, this is the same for children, adults, the um um, you know, gays, lesbians, trans, transgender, um, everybody, different races. This this happens to any and everyone, um, you know, that, let me rephrase that, this can happen to anyone. Um, Mm -hmm. So, yeah. So
0: uh, a couple weeks ago uh, a woman was walking down the street and men uh, stopped in a van and just pulled her in and took her away and they uh, they raped her, but thank God they let her go. I mean, I just wish the whole incident never happened again. So any woman, any person could be just walking down the street and pulled in, and do they take them to different cities where they don't know where they're at, or did, were you was this gentleman, I don't want to call him a gentleman, I'm just going to say man, this man walking with you down the street where your family or friends, could see you? was he acting like he was your boyfriend or husband um, did, was he acting like you guys were having in a relationship so um um nothing nobody would say anything. Nobody would suspect that he was had you under his control and he had kidnapped you. What was the scenario?
1: Mm-hmm. um well, I think that's a really good question um and just going back to what I was saying um initially. This is why it is a crime that happens regularly in plain Mm -hmm. sight because it can happen any kind of way. You know, initially um, society painted this picture, you know, um, where either like a person is walking up and down the street with some G-strings on and some thigh-high boots uh, you know, you saw it in the movies, the little bitty leather jacket, um, you know, like in the Mac and, you know, stuff like that. Um, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But it don't have to look like that. A lot of times it don't look like that because that's too obvious. You know, it does sometimes, but most of the times it does not look like that. Um, you know, you, you get certain people who they drug the women up. They may even be on drugs themselves. You know, um, and and that's how they control them, and you know, keep them in places, feeding them with with drugs and alcohol and stuff like that. You get some some predators that do come in as a boyfriend, um, and and that's what it looks like. So no one would have anything to, they wouldn't really suspect that that's what's happening. Husbands even do it to their wives, and and I, I mean, although we know that majority of the time it is men. That are the predators. Women do it also. You know, um, that's another way that a person could just look over it. Um, even with the the gay community, you know, people you think that because a a male is gay or you know, or even a female is gay, that this is just how they're acting because this is what gay people act like. You know, I mean, it's all these different things where people. Um, put stuff in a box, which makes mm. it hard to hard for them to identify when it's actually happening. Um, you know, in my case, this guy, he owned a business, you know, he, he dressed like a, you know, a a well-respected person. He worked jobs in the community. Before. Exactly. In the community. Um, He didn't take all of my money. That was another reason that people, you know, thought that I was just out in the streets and, I don't know, hustling or whatever, because I still looked nice. I still had money in my pocket. He didn't take it all. You know, people, you you get predators that do things for all different sorts of reasons. I believe that he victimized me like that because he had been hurt really bad through his childhood, and he saw something in me, and he just wanted to break it. He just wanted. He just wanted to. He wanted to take it and just break it into pieces. And and I believe that that's what his goal was.
0: Mm-hmm. So you, you know, had empathy um, for the person that that held you hostage.
1: Well, not at that A little time. Bit anyway. I didn't. Not at that time. At that time. I was very angry. Um, I was very angry and I was very, um I don't know the word to use for this, but um I was just frozen. I was very numb and um so at that time no but we have to you have to keep in mind my background. I came from a very loving family. You know, I went to church. I prayed even even throughout this whole ordeal. You know, there was nights when I would leave out the strip club and I would get on the side of a dirty bed in the motel and I would pray. I prayed through that whole situation. So when when God brought me now like I said during that time because I couldn't see the light at the end of the tunnel, I was angry. Mm-hmm. But I knew, you know, my grandmother told me, and I'm so thankful that she told me this, baby, no matter what you go through, no matter what it is you're doing, don't never leave God out of it. You see what's happening anyway, so keep talking to him. And I'm so glad that she told me that, and I carry that with me, and I do it, and I did it. And um, when he brought me out of the situation, it was a very long journey for me to get to where I'm at right now. Um, I didn't break my silence until I was 33 years old. But well before I broke my silence, I knew I could not be productive and live my life angry with people holding on to this, you know. And and even in the midst of that, though, I did things to people. I victimized people. And I understood, not, not that I did it and um, justified it because what happened to me, But once I stepped into a different dimension of my life and I was able Mm -hmm. to really reflect over, you know, this pattern and what was going on, you know, I had to give them people that hurt me. I had to give them the same thing that I needed, grace, people to be understanding something happened to this person and they acted out the only way they knew how, you know, and, and, you know, I, I did it not so much for, them per se but for me I couldn't live my life like that I had to let it go right peace
0: a lot of people can't do that you know especially in in situations like that because you're doing something against your will Um, so if you didn't do what this individual wanted you to do what were the consequences did you ever just cuz you're, you, you, you're a, a strong person i know a person can't break you down just like going to prison mm-hmm. you can come in there hard <laughs> but after they get done with you you like a pussy cat the world doesn't get away you know what i'm saying you know you, <laughs> you, you know did you ever think that you know I, I, no i'm not not tonight i don't know did you ever say the word no
1: put it this way. did know I say didn't that? not, tonight, not no, I mean not today. I, I may um let me see. Not not in the sense that, that you're saying it in. Like, no, I'm not doing this, you know. But I, I definitely, you know, like I said, um, even though I was fifteen, right. My family had put a lot of stuff in me. So I knew how to um you know, assess the the situation. <laughs> um, yeah. You know, yeah, wait yeah. for you know a good time, and Survival. and then deliver that message in a way that I knew I could get what I want. You know, so right
0: um,
1: at one at some point, I started using my skills. You know, he was manipulating me, and at some point, I figured out ways to manipulate him. And exactly. um,
0: <laughs> you adopt you adopt the so, situation. Um,
1: Exact Yeah, for sure. You know, it, it was less painful like that. You know, it was, it was less painful truthfully, you know, figuring out like accepting the fact that this is where I'm at right now and figuring yeah. out how can yeah. I be in this space? How can I exist in this space and find some sense of comfort, you know? Um, and, and mm-hmm. that's, that, that's what I did, you know? And in addition to that, like I said, I just continued praying, um, you know, it was definitely times that that my visions, because um, I'm I'm a person, I'm a big dreamer, and I always had these these big visions so clear that you could see it like a picture on the wall. And it was times that that became extremely foggy, but then it was still mm-hmm. times that I would see a glimpse of it. And the moments that I saw the, a glimpse of of where I could be, it gave me more energy to just keep moving. And I I knew, I knew that at some point this was going to end that 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 wasn't what my life was destined to be because god was giving me too many visions too many dreams was coming to me and i'm like no i'll keep hope alive this ain't it you know (laughs) Mm
0: -hmm. yeah you can exactly exactly so when all this was going on um you were seeing your family in between these times and um he never feared that you just wasn't going to come back he he gave you, he gave you, that's what uh, jailers do. They give you more and more freedom as they mm-hmm. keep you. Well, I know she'll come back, so I ain't worried. So he did this, correct? You were able to see your family, mm-hmm. and yep. um, that had to be awkward. Um, they weren't asking quite, where are, you? where are you? My mother would have been all up and down my back. Look, where are you living? Take well, me there. I want to see. And, you know, um, uh, how was your family reacting when they would see you sometimes and not see And you were a teenager here you're a teenager mm-hmm. you're young you're yep. you're not 18 you know where mm-hmm. do you go at night where do you live? Did anybody ask any questions i'm worried about oh, yeah, you I'm definitely son. people
1: people um people ask questions um people you know it okay just like he had a a process, it it was a process for him to get to a place where he trusted me to be other places and, you know, not under his supervision and that I would come back, I would answer the phone, I would call him, you know, as he instructed me to do, but it took time for him to get to that place, he he didn't just get there overnight. And and the same thing with with my family, you know, um, to get to the place where... Um, it's like I'm just one minute I'm here, the next minute I'm gone. It was a process, you know, and Mm -hmm. it's one of those situations where, you know, like I was using the the scenario of of a a, a dog standing outside your door and, and it shocked you. It's one of those situations where, you know, once again, nobody really knows how they're going to respond or how somebody else is going to respond until they're actually mm-hmm. in that situation, you know.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm.
1: My my family definitely, you know, it was a, it was a mixture of emotions, you know. It was fear. They didn't know what happened to me. They wanted me to talk about it, but I couldn't talk about it, you know. But the thing is, is that nobody, especially at that time, nobody was equipped. To deal with what was happening with me They didn't know the right words to say They didn't know what to do They didn't, you know That's Once again, that's why I'm so thankful That God gave me the the strength And and the courage To put my fears aside And step out here And speak Because there is some people And I'm not saying that you had to go through this to touch them I'm not saying that by no means But there is some people that they gonna, re- they will require a person that has been in their shoes to help them come up out that situation. I reached mm-hmm. a place where they couldn't help me; they just couldn't. Too much they had happened
0: say, to me, Roslyn. They couldn't say, Roslyn, look, you're not leaving here. If I got to chain nope. you to the bed, you're not leaving here.
1: Every, uh, I, I'm afraid for
0: you that you may not come back.
1: Mm-hmm and it it was yep. sad, it was sad, yep.
0: that was everything sad.
1: Okay. that that a person could say they said it, you know, um, you know, but like i said it was it was a mixture of things, you know, one minute people was concerned, and then another minute they was angry with me, you know, they felt they to to their knowledge, I was choosing to do certain things, and they couldn't understand why, so they were frustrated and and in those moments, they would say. Things that was hurtful to me, but they didn't know it, you know. But they they were, you know, and um, and you know that just kept adding more stones, more bricks to to this wall being built up. And after right, that wall right. got so tall, it, it wasn't could nobody knock it down. It took God to knock it down. It took an earthquake, <laughs> a earthquake to knock, had to knock that wall God. down. Mhm,
0: you, know, you know it it what it sounds like to me, the first thing that I would think of when you you were coming and going and um uh, you had uh, you looked good or whatever or i I would think it sounds like drug behavior of just disappearing and then reappearing again and disappearing and reappearing it um did they ever think, oh my God, you know she may be doing drugs. Or she may be selling drugs or whatever. Did they ever did they ever ask them did they ever ask you that question? Because you know, people you know, you see one we'll see 'em one week, next you won't see 'em for three weeks, they come back, they look great, then they're gone again. Did they ever confront you with that? Hello?
1: Can you hear me? Hello? Hello? Wanda? Hello? Hello? Hello, hello? 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 Yeah. Can you hear me? Yeah. Hello? Wanda? Hello. 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 Rise. Uh huh. Can you hear me? No, this is your mama. You all called. Oh no! Yeah, you all call dropped. And I know. Can... I got to call her back, mom. Bye. Hello.
0: Hello. 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 Uh-huh. Okay. Can you drop? Can you hear me? You dropped the call. Drop. That's okay. Oh, I'm no. back. No, your phone. You're, you're, yeah, that's all right. Sometimes it happens with cell phones. That's okay. You're back. We're back.
1: Okay. Sorry about you're that. You're
0: <laughs> No, that's okay. It happens with cell phones. It's okay. It's cool. Uh, everybody's back. Everybody. We're all back here. Yay! Sometimes Yay. cell phones do that. I'm on a. I'm on a land. I'm on a landline, so it won't drop. But that's okay. Now okay. the question was. <laughs> it was pretty deep. What was the, what was the question, uh, Rosalind? Ros- Ros- <laughs> um, wait. The, yeah, the next was? time
1: I go on a podcast I will make sure that I'm on a landline <laughs> uh, That's all right. okay. It happens so, got, um, got
0: plenty of, You got plenty of time You, you, you got plenty of time okay. Time is still going So that's cool um, Awesome Okay So my, I, I'm still with your parents I think I was still with your parents And how they reacted and everything mm-hmm. um, um, How was your relationship with them now?
1: Oh, good. Yep, I have a good relationship um, with everybody I in my the family. Was you know?
0: Rosalind, I know what it is, and it connects with the one I just mm-hmm. said. When did they find out about all of this? You kept it inside. How old were you then when you when they found out that all this went on? You wrote <laughs> now, nah, of course, they know now. Well, how old right. were you? Right, of course,
1: they know now. Um, well, like I said, I I didn't break my silence until I was thirty three years old and i was actually talking to a, a psychologist when i when i did so um and i slowly started to say some things but but i haven't like really just spoken out and and bluntly about it until like just a year um to my actual like family and close friends
0: mm-hmm,
1: mm-hmm. wow mm-hmm. so you kept
0: um, it that long yeah. What, you're,
1: what yeah. you did go to therapy. When I was 33 years old, I did. Um,
0: at now that point,
1: wonderful. I had, yeah, I reached another crossroad in my life. And um, so it, which you have to read the book. But some things happened um, that triggered uh, that event because I, I had buried it. I lived my life as if it didn't happen, you know, and um, and that was the only way. That was the only way that that I felt like I could move forward and, and my body's way of coping with it was to just put up like this I don't know, to to block it out, you know. Um
0: mm-hmm. and something
1: happened. Right, exactly. Yeah, something happened, um that that triggered um, uh, you know, those emotions and I began to yeah. down uh down spiral and um I found myself at another crossroad and okay. and at that point I knew that um my body had held it in as long as it could and it had to be released. Mm-hmm. And um, mm-hmm. you know, so I uh God blessed me to get with a, a psychologist that was um a very wise woman and a very spiritual woman. So mm-hmm. she stepped outside of the textbook and uh she came to me you know almost as if she may have had personal experience, you know, mm-hmm, <laughs> maybe mm-hmm. she needed to do it for one of her kids or something, but you know she definitely stepped outside that textbook and um and I found comfort and and also I knew that it was time and it was necessary and i I just began talking and um you know in in talking about it and working through it. You know, it allowed me to step into a place where I can hear what God wanted me to do with it, you know. Mm-hmm. Um, mm-hmm. And I could just hear him telling me, like, you know, I'll allow these things to happen so that you can go out and you can help people with it. You got to mm-hmm. deal with mm-hmm. this so that you can use it. And, um, you know, that inspired me to to start with the book, initially the book. The book actually started with me writing down things because, like I said, my okay. um, my body because it was I was holding so much stuff in, and and the body is really built to release things. So as a mm-hmm. coping mechanism, um, these blockages came up, so I, I couldn't really remember certain things, and I used to think I had a bad memory, you know. <laughs> But um, mm-hmm. but really, you know, it was it was just my body's way of dealing with the trauma. So some things I couldn't remember, and I was all the way off with, you know, the timing and you know just all type of stuff. And and through my um, sessions, she was telling mm-hmm. me like, you know, as I work through this, things that come to me, and when they come to me, to write them down. And and I started writing them down, and um and and then one day I looked up and I had a whole bunch of notes. <laughs>
0: Yeah,
1: anywhere. I can imagine and um, Yeah, uh-huh and, and then that's when it, you know The next instruction Came to me, you know And um, and God just told me That, you know, put it on paper And make it plain And, um, okay. you know, although now, I, I I'm definitely I'm going to ask you this, wanna... this
0: uh, Rosalyn I didn't mean to put you I'm going to ask you this
1: Uh-uh, that's fine Would you
0: suggest a person that has been through trauma Seek professional um, a therapist or some type of support group because apparently it really changed your life. And the first thing we mm-hmm. t- ask people there, they go, I'm not going to go. No, I don't want to tell anybody. I don't want to tell my personal business to, to to a therapist. No, 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 you know. Mm-hmm. Did you willingly go or you just said I need to go?
1: Yeah, I, I at that point I knew that I needed to go. At that point Um, You know But so Okay once again We want to be careful with the putting things in the box Simply because People are experiencing Trauma and even um, uh, It it being a Second hand trauma You know where it actually Mm -hmm. happened It was directly to somebody else But it affected you It is just as traumatizing And people, Mm -hmm, a lot mm -hmm. of times people don't identify it as uh, as serious as it is. You know, they dismiss it and and they feel like, you know, I don't need to do that. So I think, and this is just my personal opinion, Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. that it is healthy for everybody because we all live in this world. And and we are promised (laughs) to have issues as long as we are on this earth. So oh, yes. I think that it is healthy for everybody to have someone outside of their family, outside of their uh, friendships, that they can sit down and just release things, just talk about things, you know, have someone that can, you know, give a um, objective opinions and, you know, have a, a non-biased conversation and, you know, help you with those rational and irrational thoughts.
0: <laughs> yes. <laughs> um, yes. You
1: know, is I think that that's very important for everybody, um, uh-huh. you know, because even when we're talking about, say, my situation and, and other uh, uh, victim situations that's similar to mine, if the people surrounding them, also was able to talk to somebody because that's traumatizing for them as well, you know. So for them to have somebody that they can speak to, think how much more helpful they would be for their loved Mm one, you know. mm -hmm. Um,
0: Exactly. It it,
1: it strengthens us. So it's it's necessary. It needs to be a lifestyle.
0: (laughs) Yeah, it does. Now tell us uh, the name of the book again and where we Mm -hmm. can get the book and your event is coming up, and you have some supporters here. If they want to say hi or or want to ask you a question or they want to give you some support, or I'm going to say something to you first before if they would like to say something, that I really admire you for your strength and uh, the fact that uh, you did not let this situation destroy your life that you um, uh, sought out help and you're much better and you're living a productive life and you're the most happiest person I've ever met in my life. <laughs> um, you make me laugh all the time and it's it's it, 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 this event that you're having is a celebration of life. Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't know if you, you agree with that and that this oh, is yes. a celebration. A celebration that you, you're an author. Celebration that you got this off your back. All is this hidden secrets. So this is a celebration, mm-hmm. this um, uh, event that you're having. is a happy event. Um, so um, mm-hmm. you go ahead. I'm going to let you take over from there, but I do really admire you for what okay. you've been through well, and that you're inspiring other people with your workshops, and, and, and you can go on and live the productive life. You're a very young, definitely. beautiful woman. Thank and you. you. You've been able to just overcome all of it. So
1: go ahead. I'm going to give you the floor. Go ahead. I'm going to thank you all yours. All glory to God. Thank you so much. Mm -hmm. Um, So, yeah, the book is titled Smoking Out the Shadows. And um, you can find it on my website at www.healingstarttoday.com. You can also go to um, my author's page on Facebook, which is author Rosalyn Metcalf, and purchase a book. Um, And I would really love for you, for everyone, to attend the um, book launch celebration, which will be downtown Milwaukee at the Historical Pabst Brewery um, building. And it will be uh, Sunday, August 27th at 4 p.m. And it this will not be a sad event. I just want to say that because I know that my book and and, and my story and we can't, don't get sidetracked. i got many stories, okay? Okay.
0: <laughs> that, that
1: was just a small portion of my life. But I know that it, it scares people. And I want to, with me having um, my own experience with trauma and being diagnosed with PTSD and, and also having um, a professional background in dealing with mental health, the last thing I want to do is put something on somebody uh, prematurely or, you know, cause them to be re-traumatized, and and they're at a place that they're not ready to. So this event, we will not be reading parts out of the book. Um, Whoever purchased the book, definitely take your time and and read it. Read it when you're at a healthy place, Um, or if you have someone that you can go speak to, if it may, you know, like I said, trigger certain emotions. Um, So we won't be reading out the book there. We will have a full program. We'll have guests speakers, we will have food um I'll talk a little bit about the journey what that was like for me um writing the book and and most importantly my goal is really to help us heal as a community and to restore all the things that we've lost and that has been stolen from us so you know like I said please just come out and and celebrate with us because it is is truly a a celebration of life three lap for millions of people and and we will have um people there and they they won't be put on a spot but there will be people there that um is uh at risk youth and and certain families uh will be present so that they can see how supportive um our community is and and that they can see that there's many different resources out there and ultimately they can see that you know I'm I'm not more special than them and if I was able to make it through my circumstances, if they can make it through theirs too, and they can definitely live out their dreams and their goals so um, I'm just really excited, and I can't thank you enough for this platform and and just your, your kindness and your love
0: all <laughs> oh, that
1: um yeah, it's been amazing and and you know, um, I tell people this a lot, and then we'll hopefully can get a couple of questions in, but um. Throughout all of this Like you know I could tell my story And it could just seem So horrific But I could tell it And it could seem And it's so beautiful too It's just been So many wonderful people That's been placed in my life And um, I'm just truly grateful Really
0: Good I'm I'm so glad And I want to mention this And I I do uh, I hope that uh, The people that have That are uh, Are hooked in Will ask a couple questions And I'm going to go over So we got time because we lost a little okay. time um it's it's happening more than we think it is, and a lot of mothers mm-hmm. I saw about a month ago were on the news from all different parts of the country were saying that their children are disappearing, and nobody is um really looking for them or really consider them uh missing children they're they're considered to be uh runaways, and that's. Mm-hmm kind of like what happened to you you know she just ran away for two weeks or she she eventually she'll come back but it's happened to a lot of children and um the sad part about it is just like they you know a fifteen, fourteen, twelve 14 12 year old well somebody got to take care of you you got to be somewhere mm-hmm. you got to eat you got to you got to sleep you know um something is going on and 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 the human trafficking uh, issue has been coming up quite a bit especially here in Milwaukee that this supposedly is a hub that this is happening a lot of people have been getting mm-hmm. caught too uh lately mm-hmm. uh, uh, in this activity the, the 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 people that are are doing this to these young people and um it's very relevant and it's very real and um people need to understand that it happened to you. It, it could happen to me. I could be getting in my car in the middle of the night and all of a sudden somebody grabs me, takes me somewhere where I don't even know where I'm at, and hold me hostage. So we really have to mm-hmm. uh, educate the community about this um, human trafficking, and you are going to be here to do that because you're going to be doing workshops and going around talking mm-hmm. about it because we need to to let people know that this is just not some... Some fantasy this is really happening yeah. kids are coming up missing
1: mhm yeah i um I speak with people about um you know uh, the the seriousness of it, different signs that they can um watch out for and be able to um identify when when it's you know it's very possible that it's happening um and then I also do a lot of different groups and workshops um, to help people, you know, with their healing process. And um, that consists of all different types of things, you know, healthy relationships, um, domestic violence, what that looks like, um, uh, you know, what's acceptable, what's not acceptable, you know, all the way down to, you know, um, how do you build your own business and build up your business credit you know things that people they're out here charging uh 15 to $2500 to to give people i give it to them for free because you know like i said in my case once a certain line had been crossed it wasn't no going back so you know my goal is really to meet a person with where they're at me not design what their plan is but you know, meeting them where they're at and figuring out what their plan is, you know, what what do they want, what do they need, and and mm-hmm. giving it to them and not charging them for it, you know. And right. and then, like you said, as far as, like, the, the parents and the community, you yeah. know, helping them to look outside that box, you know, because when you leave stuff in the box, it, it makes your family more vulnerable to being subjected to certain things because you believe that it cannot happen to you. And, you know, in my case, I, it's another reason I love telling my story. I, I say that often. Um, if that was true, it wouldn't have happened to me. Mm-hmm, you know, mm-hmm. I came from a loving family, a successful family. Um, I played the piano. I played the violin. I, I was in drill team. I played basketball. You know, um, my, my parents weren't on drugs. I weren't, I was not being beaten, you know. Uh, this can happen to anybody at any moment um and and it you don't just have to be thrown in a car you know people come it is not like you know how they talk about the devil you know they're not coming with horns on their head you know right. they're going to come look good, because if they look like that you wouldn't go with them <laughs> you know so so they're going to come in a way that you're going to feel comfortable you know and like i said they people, they get tricked into it and manipulated into it all the time by thinking that uh, this is my boyfriend,
0: mm-hmm.
1: you know, and, and before you know it, you in a situation that you, you don't know how to dig your way up out of it. So, yeah, it's, it's serious, and it's a lot of people in the community that um, that is talking about it and um, that that's also out helping people, and You know, so I just want to, you know, to people that are, um, that may be in, um, you know, in this, I don't want lifestyle or uh, there's been victimized and and exactly, you know, um, it's just so important that they know that there is people out here that genuinely love them. They love their spirit. You know, they. They want to help them. They want to save them. So, you know, even if they're not ready to talk about it, that's perfectly fine. But find somebody that you can connect with that's just going to walk with you. It's going to show you, you know, different options that you, you can take once you reach certain crossroads because really that's what it's about, you know. And once you slap up against that brick wall, you'll reach back there, <laughs> Okay. <laughs> and okay. grab onto, you know some of those seeds that was planted inside of you, and um you know and that's that's really what it's about you know.
0: How can they contact you? If they uh, how, if they want to talk to you or uh, they need some help and and you can direct them in the right area or help them yourself. How can they contact mm-hmm. you? Um, uh, Robin, so you can uh, Rosalind.
1: Mhm. <laughs> you can um, say Roz- Rosalind. <laughs> that's a, you know what I I've been called Rob. so many different things. Robin Yeah, most people say, Rod, <laughs> and, Rod and I, say Rob. And and that that is That's a pretty
0: yes, name. Yeah, like that's that what
1: name. most people call me. Yeah, I've been called many things. It's
0: fine. <laughs> um, I have
1: somebody that I talk to regularly and they call me Robin and I just stop correcting them.
0: Oh, <laughs> so um, but I could be um, I, I know, I know uh Wendy Williams is right. mine, and I just stop correcting. I, yeah, you're right. Listen, you're I call you, you know, Wendy Williams I I some time. <laughs> nothing I can do. I just go. They go. Thank you, Wendy. <laughs> I said you're so welcome. You know, so uh, I can't help it either. They can't. They won't leave me alone with that one. But that's okay. That's okay. <laughs> that's all right. I'll, I'll take it. I'll oh, take it. But I But uh, so how can funny. they contact you and um, and talk to you and uh, if they if they need okay. your help?
1: So. You can um, inbox me on Facebook, and um, Mm -hmm. I'm up under my name, Rosalind Metcalf. Um, You can email me, rosalind at Mm -hmm. healingstarttoday.com. You can look up uh, my business name, which is Healing Starts Today, and you can message Mm -hmm. me through there. Um, And, uh, yeah, that's pretty much it.
0: (laughs) Okay. Now you have a caller on caller. Do you want to say hi, or you have a question? I guess not. That okay. <laughs> that's just that's, 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 that's fine. Oh, Rosalind, I want to thank you so much, and I want to thank you for giving me the pleasure to interview you, and uh, and working with you on some other things. So I'm really excited about uh, you and your journey, and. Um, you've been a fantastic guest. You want to do any shout outs at all?
1: Um, well, let's see. There's, look, I have to be careful because I got so many awesome people in my life that's helping me out and stuff. Um, definitely. You. you leave somebody,
0: uh, somebody else, you going to get it. So just say, I love I know, love I know. I you. know. <laughs> um,
1: my mom, my kids, um, their dad, he's very supportive. My, um, Swift, uh, uh Swift motions and, um, Uh, Serve Marketing, Uh, they've been very supportive of me, and uh, just so many different people. Um, And I I would like to recommend a uh, a psychologist here in Milwaukee, Wisconsin, at MindStar Counseling, Dr. Starlet Patterson.
0: Mm
1: -hmm. Awesome doctor. Um, uh, She does a phenomenal job. So if there's anybody out there that is seeking counseling, I also do groups there too. So, um, you know, that's another place that if you, you wanted to contact me, you can definitely find me there, MindStar Counseling, Dr. Pa- uh, Dr. Starlet Patterson. And uh, once again, she's a psychologist, and uh, she works very well with, with families and with the youth. Wonderful,
0: wonderful. Well, mm-hmm. again, Rosalind Metcalf author, mother, wonderful human being, (laughs) giver. I can go. I can be here all night long. I can do another hour all the adjectives I could use to describe you. I want to thank you uh, for giving me a chance to interview you. You did an awesome job, just like I told you you would. And I want (laughs) to thank the audience. And this is Say It Loud. I'm a woman and I'm proud with your host, Wanda Williams. And we'll see you next time. Much love. The Chumba Life is for everybody. So go to
1: ChumbaCasino.com and play over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. ChumpaCasino.com.
0: No purchase necessary. Voidware prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.
1: Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe.